0: Welcome to Tax Wrap, the podcast of Tax and Super Australia. Each fortnight, we present news and insights to tax and SMSF practitioners. If you've got any questions, comments or even suggestions, get in touch at podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the Tax Wrap podcast, episode 216. I'm your host, Steve Burnham. Um, John Jeffries is back in the airwaves. Uh, the JobKeeper package is progressing. First you had to determine eligibility, then you had to enrol, and now the next stage has started and now the, the real face questions have started to come in. So let's listen to John and have a lot of that cleared up.
1: Obviously, we've been talking a lot in the last 6 weeks about job keeper and job seeker and you'd be forgiven for being a little bit confused over that time about what's been happening it's kind of been worked out on the go a bit. We've had changes to it. Uh, people have had to get their heads around it. And trying to help us out on that front has been John Jeffries. Now, this week is a critical week if you're a business or employee trying to get the Job Seeker payment. Uh, John can explain why because he's the tax counsel for Tax and Super Australia. John, Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sonia. Great to have you joining us again. And you've been doing an amazing job for us, looking at all the different um, variations and machinations of how this this works out, depending on people's individual situations. But May is a a critical or, or specific point in this whole JobKeeper payment. What's happening from this week on?
2: Sure, yes. Well, today is an important day because today is the first day that employers get to report on the JobKeeper. So just to be clear here, first of all, you had to register your interest, and then you had to enrol for it. This is for your employer. But today, you actually have the chance to report all of the details of your employees, and also you have to say what your turnover was for April and what you projected to be for May. And you've got until the end of this month, May, uh, to get that information into the tax office.
1: And what does that mean in relation to, I guess, what the bottom line is for everyone when they will start seeing the money?
2: Uh, Well, they should have already... uh, Sorry, the employees, first of all, should have already started to see the money, although the tax office has permitted employers to pay employees $3,000 for the first two JobKeeper fortnights by the 8th of May. So that's only a fairly recent change. So, um, so employees should have either seen some money or uh, will see it very soon. However, mm. for, for the employers, yes, uh, they should be seeing that, that money uh, as we speak, really.
1: Because, I mean, while through. it's been very stressful, I can imagine, for many employees who didn't know whether they were getting that money or not, it's also quite stressful for employers who've had to fork out that money up front when they're getting no turnover or little reduced turnover during this time. So uh, that is a a really crucial timing for for many employers as well.
2: Yes, absolutely. And uh, even if you've got a small amount of people that you're paying and your sales have, say, gone down to nothing, uh, that can be still quite an amount uh, to pay. Let's say you've got five employees and you have to pay them Mm. $3,000 for April. That's $15,000, and if your sales have stopped, well, that's a real problem. Now, the next question is, well, can I go to the bank and borrow the money? And uh, this is where the Treasurer has had to give the banks a bit of a hurry-up with this uh, so that, in fact, uh, the banks do lend this money.
1: Now, if you've got a specific question for John Jeffries regarding JobKeeper and JobSeeker, we are, and he is making his um, time available to us uh, so that you can put those questions to him. We've done it for the last three or four weeks and uh, we'll do it for a week or two more just while people are getting on top of these situations. one 300 891 or text us on 0467-922-891. So when the employers are reporting today, is is it like filling out a BAS statement? How How would you compare? Uh, it's not quite like that. Uh,
2: there's a special uh, se- uh, special form on the tax office uh, website or through however you are doing it where you have to go in there and nominate uh, what type of employee you are. And this is to do with a thing called single-touch payroll. Yes. And also it's dependent on the size of your business. And you go in and uh, if you've been using single-touch payroll, you should find that these things are pre-populated with your employees, um, but you still might need to make some adjustments. So you go in there, you say the name of the employees, the tax file numbers and so forth, um, and uh, you fill that out, and then you do your turnover figures as well. So this this is a, mm. a, a brand new uh, idea. It's not the same as the BAS, uh, but it can be influenced by the way that you lodge a BAS.
1: Now, John, Hypothetically, then, uh, uh, an employer has done all the steps you've talked about. Today, they sit down and start reporting the details of each of their employees, report their turnover for April and their projected turnover for May. When can they expect to be reimbursed with that money?
2: Well, as we speak, uh, that that should start to be flowing through. So, uh, if if you're applying for the April month, you, you've decided... Yes. ..then that should be starting to come through. If, you're, if you are waiting until, let's say, this month to uh, determine whether your turnover has declined by 30% for most businesses, you will only start to become eligible until you've actually uh, reached that decision. So it's on a prospective basis. So, therefore, if you started to do it in this month then those payments wouldn't flow until June.
1: Okay, Um, We will come back to some of your questions in a moment. On our text line, Magdalene says, how do partnerships report? Is that any different?
2: Uh, No, there shouldn't be any difference for partnerships. If you're talking about the uh, reporting that is available today, it's the the same thing. Now, uh, they may be referring to what are known as eligible business participants, which is the partners in the partnership themselves. And these people can get a JobKeeper, and only one person of the partners can, though. But there is a method in this reporting which also enables you to report for eligible business participants as well as the employees of the business.
1: Okay, And a quick question, uh, because this is all about... um not just semantics, but actual definitions. Um, This text says 30% or more drop in turnover for the month. Is turnover business income for the month or is it business income minus business expenses for the month?
2: Okay. Yes, it's the business income. So it's not your profit. It's your... uh, Technically, it's what's called your GST turnover. That is, uh, broadly, what you would put in your business activity statement as your turnover... Uh, for GST purposes.
1: OK, so been... before you do anything to it?
2: Yes, that's right, before yep. any expenses are taken off it. OK,
1: right. thank you for clarifying that. Let's go to Blackwood now. Suzanne, hello.
3: Uh, hi. Um, yes, well, I'm a small sole trader and it's been very difficult um, working out what I can be uh, eligible for, but I'm less than 50% of my turnover and have been really just trickling through and all my stuff with my account at the moment and I um, still don't even know. I mean, I've been registered and, and, and received the emails, but it's really very difficult to know what the next stage is and what I'm supposed to be doing.
2: Suzanne, do you have any employees? No, no, I just work for myself. Okay. Do you have a job anywhere else? no, no. Okay. No. So you will be able to get the job keeper for yourself as long as you've had uh, a greater than thirty percent decline in turnover. Exactly. Uh,
1: you said it's less than fifty percent, didn't you, Susan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. So yes, you should be able to do that. Now you should have already registered and enrolled, yeah. and the next step is available today. Is yeah. uh, then to go in and report yourself as be the uh, eligible business participant. Now, you also needed to have sent a form to the tax office nominating yourself as being the eligible business
3: participant. Oh, see, I haven't found any of that information on
2: anything. Oh, really? Okay, no. Well, that's, so that's is it important. too late to do that now, John? No, 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 uh, no get it in now. Um, so uh, did you say you had an accountant?
3: Yeah, yeah, well, they're, I'm waiting on them to get back to me today, so I'm sort of... OK. ..I've got all my figures that I've had for the last month, all the little that's gone through, like yes. a spreadsheet.
1: Have you registered with the tax office, Suzanne? Yes. Uh, you it's have? All registered. it's
3: all registered, yes. But okay. it's
1: what to do next. I just don't know. Mm. OK. Well, the next
2: thing is available today for the first time. Uh, Ring up your uh, tax agent or your accountant, and they that's should cool. be, one hopes, right on top of it.
1: Good on you, Suzanne. Uh, good luck with that. Sharon is in my law. Hello, Sharon.
0: Oh, hello. Good afternoon. Uh, my question is regarding my husband who works part-time as a sole trader. So he will only take on one small project a year. He earns below the tax-free threshold. Um, is he eligible for the JobKeeper? Because the project he was working on uh, prior to March the 1st had ceased due to uh, COVID-19.
2: Okay. Now, when you say he's a sole trader, does he actually work as an employee for somebody?
0: Uh, No, he is um, self-employed as a sole trader, running his own small business. Okay. And he earns each year below the tax-free threshold. So he's not yes. required um, to lodge a tax return even because he earns less than oh, the yes. tax-free threshold.
2: OK. Um, is he registered for GST? No, he's not. OK. So this is a situation where he needs to call the tax office. Uh, you're, that's a, he's in a special class where certain information that's required under JobKeeper uh, won't have been lodged. So uh, he's in a class where he needs to ring the tax office, and the tax office will ask him to basically prove that he's a business and that he's got the decline in turnover.
0: Yes. Uh, I did contact the ATO on his behalf oh. and they said because he earned below the tax-free threshold uh, and was not required to submit a tax return each year, that he was not eligible and to look at JobSeeker. Uh, given that he's 75 years old, which That's hence a- is why he only works uh, mm. part-time as a sole trader... Uh, we are exploring uh, the avenue of perhaps just biting the bullet and him applying for a pension, but that's a long-winded process. Oh. And,
1: yes. Mm. Oh, good luck with that, Sharon. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, thank for your if, call.
2: If I could just uh, mention something there, uh, Sonia, uh, I think actually the, what the tax office has told Sharon's husband uh, is not correct.
1: Oh, OK. So she should yeah. challenge that again, do yeah. you think?
2: I, I think that we are hearing some of these stories, um, and in my view, he should be able to obtain the job keeper.
1: OK. Well, Sharon, have an- give them another call. Um, I guess one of the things with this is that there have been slight nuances or elements that have changed since the first announcement. So if you made that yeah. call early on, uh, things may be slightly different now, uh, John.
2: Yes, that is correct. And, look, the tax office has had a big job and they have had to basically do this on the run a a fair amount. Um, And they've had to change their views, but we are finding from the frontline people in the tax office sometimes the information isn't quite correct. That is, it doesn't line up with the law. And um, the, the, the tax office had told me the other day that they have had the greatest ever number of calls to the tax office through this process. Is that right? They've hit the record, and so they're absolutely swamped with calls, although they're coping with it, but some of the information um, needs to be checked with people who uh, are more... Uh, familiar with the law.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, That might be worthwhile then, Sharon, on your part. Uh, We're talking with John Jeffries, Tax Counsel for Tax and Super Australia, trying to get some clarity for you uh, on the first day of JobKeeper reporting by employers. Uh, That has become available today. Joe is in the Barossa. Hi, Joe. Yeah, g'day,
4: Good night, John. Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, as a... One of your previous calls is probably almost Ask the same question in a way. Um, I've gone through the process and lodged the forms as part of a partnership. Um, I've designated one partner in the partnership to be the person that receives the job keeper allowance. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is
2: done, but. There's no sort of acknowledgement of receipt that comes back from the tax
4: office, and that's mm. concerned me a little bit.
1: I've got a, I've got another texter saying much the same thing, Joe, and mm-hmm. then so you feel like you're a bit out to see on what you need to do next.
4: Well, I guess, and I guess that, that sort of, as a question, has almost been answered by somebody
2: two calls back, and it's obviously there's something available. Although... Yeah,
4: we've actually done that part of the form well, already.
1: Well, uh, let's go through it again then, John. Um, you've registered uh, with the tax office. So for Joe and others, and there seem to be a few in this situation, uh, what's the next step that they have to do,
2: John? You're just going through First of all, you registered. First of all, you enrolled. That would have happened in April. Now you actually need to report the information of the, the human beings that are involved in receiving the JobKeeper. And that became available today. Uh, and also your projected turnover. So that's the next step. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen anything of the JobKeeper money and so forth, then that's that's the
1: next step that you must uh, get involved with, and it's required by the end of May. All right, Joe. Thanks for your call. John is in Clarence Park. We might make you our last one for today. Hi, John. Hello. Hi, yep. John. John's listening to you, John.
4: Oh, Okay, I well uh, My wife has applied for Job Seeker uh, right back at the start when that happened. Her accountant has this week is making an application for Job Keeper for her. She doesn't know what to do. If she gets the Job Seeker payment with the 750 dollars, does she have to pay all that back if she then goes on to Job Se- uh, Keeper?
2: Uh, yes. So job keep—you can't receive both job keeper and job seeker, and job yeah. keeper overrides job seeker.
4: Uh, so we need to ring up Centrelink and pull out, do we?
2: Yes. You need to advise them that you're going to get the job keeper.
4: Well, we don't know if we're going to get it, but we've applied for it. Okay. Well, as soon as you know, then—is that right? Yes. That, thats right. Uh, as soon as we know. Okay. Yeah. If you've
2: applied for it, if you're. Uh, if an employer has applied for it on your behalf, um, it's almost certain that you're going to get it.
4: No, she's a sole trader, my wife. So she's oh, applying. Sorry. She's yes, i beg your pardon, She's been applying for herself. So we need to wait for. Uh, I would prefer to wait for that approval to come in before we pulled out a job seeker in case she didn't get job keeper. Mm. That's my. Yes. That's that's the horns of the dilemma.
1: Yeah. Yes. Good on you, uh, John. Thanks for your call. I've got a couple of questions to throw your way before we let you go today. John, uh, I've got a couple of texters who are asking they're sole traders with income less than $75,000, so they don't collect GST in one instance. In the other, uh, they haven't actually had to fill out a tax return yet because the business was set up less than a year ago. How does this apply to them? Okay. Okay.
2: The fact that you're not registered for GST is ignored, Uh, so you're still assumed to be registered for GST, but if you're in a situation where you either haven't lodged a tax return or you haven't lodged a business activity statement to say to the tax office that you've made taxable supplies, then you need to contact the tax office directly so that they can deal with your situation.
1: Okay, so make the phone call. That might make the difference. Katie Mm. says, I use single-touch payroll. I've paid my employees in April and I will qualify for JobKeeper return over. However, one staff member received two weeks dad-leave pay from Centrelink in the middle of April and therefore no dollars from us. Will this be clear to the ATO when I submit through single-touch payroll?
2: Uh, Yes, that's a good question. Uh, I'm assuming that all of the government systems will... Um, uh, alert them to that. Now, I think in the uh, reporting, I think there may be an ability to say that the person is receiving um, the dad and partner pay or whichever one it was that was applicable. Um, so I think if you go into the reporting area, um, I think you get the chance to say that there.
1: Okay. Uh, But, um, yes, that that would be, uh, that could complicate things, I can imagine. And finally, Anna says, my son-in-law has just been told that his company, owned by an overseas business, is not eligible for JobKeeper, even though they were led to believe they were. Can your guests please confirm? Uh, That's too hard to say without knowing what the information
2: is. So uh, it sounds like there's something to do with the turnover test that they now feel that they can't uh, pass that turnover test.
1: Okay. John, as always, we appreciate you trying to bring some clarity to what is a very difficult situation for many, Um, and uh, while we're sorting out individual issues along the way, uh, I think a lot of people are going through and having similar issues, so hopefully that's clarified things for a lot more people today. But just finally, today, JobKeeper reporting by employers becomes available, so make sure you do it, I guess, to get things moving.
2: Yep, that's great. Thanks, Sonia.
1: John, thanks for your time. John Jeffries, Tax Council for Tax and Super Australia.